I'm Jim Frawley, and this is Bellwether. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to Bellwether. Thank you for being here. Uh, I love that music at the beginning of the show. Uh, This week, I am going to talk about the decisions I made this weekend, which included competing in an Ironman race down in Florida. My first, probably my last. Uh, I made the regrettable decision a year ago to sign up for this thing. Well, it's not regrettable anymore because it's over. But it was a very anxiety-inducing thing for a very long time to see if I could accomplish this this race. Um, and uh, and I'm very happy I did. I'm very happy I did it. Um, now I'm trying to find the energy to tell you about it, even though it's like four days later. I'm, I'm still healing all over my body uh, from doing this, this race. But I'm going to tell you all about it today. Uh, I'm going to talk about. I'm going to answer all the questions. I keep getting the same the same questions everywhere I go. I'm going to answer all of those for you right at the beginning. I'm going to cover the weekend. Just tell you a little bit about what an Ironman is about, and then uh, I learned a lot about myself. Uh, uh, there's a lot of you know things that you can take away from an Ironman, um, not in the cheesy rah rah sense, um, but I'm going to share those those at the end as well. So. That's what I'm going to cover today. For those, for the uninitiated, an Ironman is uh, is a triathlon. It is swimming, biking, and running. Uh, 2.4 mile swim at the uh, very beginning, a 112 mile bike ride, and then you run a marathon at the end, which is uh, 26.2 miles. And for those of you not in the United States, and you use a different uh, measuring system, you're looking at a 3.8 kilometer swim, 180 kilometer bike, and a 42 kilometer run, and that is uh, it adds up. So so it's really 140.6 miles. It's insanity to do it all in a day. Each one of those um, is more than you know a typical person would want to do, myself included. I mean, I don't know why people just can't go for uh, a nice. 20 minute jog. Uh, people like me have to sign up for this this psycho stuff. It's a long event. People around the world do them. There, it's a very popular. This event had 2,400 people in it, and they gave some stats at the beginning at the welcome dinner. It was something like 81 countries, all 50 states. They had one person from Rhode Island. Um, there were 30 people over the age of 70, which I think is insane. Uh, that they can do it. And I looked at the results. One person over the age of 70 beat me by like two hours. Uh, these are the types of people that you're hanging out with. So when you think about why would you do an Ironman, I'm going to cover this in a little bit. But one of the reasons is you're surrounded by by people who uh, who just won't say no. Uh, and those are good people to surround yourself with. It is an interesting way to spend a day and a weekend. And there are, there are three real views that I have found on Ironman. And one of them is, you know, it's a cult. Uh, it's very cult-like and everybody jumps in and, and it, it consumes you and it's everything. Uh, and those people are correct. It is. It's cult-like. Uh, another view of Iron Man is that it's psychotic. 
and that these people have some kind of mental imbalance, that they are just trying to fulfill some lost thing. Um, they are psychotic. That is correct. Those people are correct as well. And uh, finally, the third one is it's just like something that people do. Uh, uh, and, it's you know, you just show up, you do it, get it over with, and you go home. And, and those people are right too. And so all three of these people are correct. It's cult-like, it's psychotic, uh, but it's also just something that you do and you just continue on with your life. Um, and, and so I'm going to tell you about it in a few buckets. I'm starting here now with the questions that I constantly uh, keep getting to everyone I spoke to. One, yes, it is painful. Uh, I am still in pain four days later. I've got blisters uh, that I didn't know you could have blisters that big on my feet. My ankles hurt. My knees hurt. My shoulders hurt. I've got sunburn. I've got all kinds of stuff. So it was, um, it was a mistake. Okay, let's just say mistakes were made. But but I finished, and that's good. They say the average triathlete finishes it in average triathlete finishes it in like twelve hours. The winner did it in sub eight. Uh, he did it in like seven hours, 45 minutes. He has to be a crackhead of some sort uh, or he's on some kind of drugs because there's no way, in my opinion, that anybody could do that. Uh, uh, I don't actually think that. Don't sue me. Um, the guy is just a crazy athlete. Um, and so I'm well below average. Uh, I've been told that my entire life, so I'm not really too surprised at that. Uh, but it took me over 14 hours. It took me 14 and a half hours to finish this damn thing. Um, it's not great, but what I do like about the fact that it took me over 14 hours is to the people who don't know about an Ironman, when they say, oh, how long did it take you? And I tell them it took me 14 hours. They look at me like, oh my God, I can't believe you did that. But if I say it only took me 10 hours, it wouldn't be that impressive. It doesn't sound that impressive. So it actually sounds more impressive that it took me longer. And, uh, that, that just makes me happy. So I'll take a look at the positive side of that one. Uh, the other question, no, I probably won't do it again. Um, I always say that at the end of these things, I remember my first half marathon, I looked at, at my brother who was waiting at the finish line. I said, I'm never doing this again. This is the stupidest thing ever. Uh, and now I just did an Ironman. So who knows what's next? Um, but the reason I don't think I will do it again is because the commitment to do it is so great in terms of preparation, which I'll cover in a bit. Um, and then finally, the question of why. Why do you do something like this? And everybody has their different answers. So I can't really say why. I don't know why I did it. Uh, I tell people I did it because I wanted to see if I could do it. Uh, and that's partly true. Um, I think another reason I did it, and a reason a lot of people continue to do them, as I was talking to some of the athletes down there, it forces a healthier lifestyle. Uh, many people, it forces you to eat right. It forces you to get on a bike or in a pool or to go running. It forces you to, to follow a training regimen. Uh, many people give up booze uh, in order to do it. You're making good choices. You have to make good choices throughout the year in order to finish this. You know, it's Friday night. Everybody's going out, and you know you have a, a five-hour run the next morning. You're not going out and, and partying at the club all night. So you're making – you're forced to make better choices in terms of uh, in terms of lifestyle change and being healthy and everything else. I think subconsciously that was my big driver to doing an, an Ironman. I remember a little over a year ago, I wanted to give up booze. I've, I mean, I've wanted to give up booze for, for a long time. I just never had a reason to do it. Um, and I feel like subconsciously maybe signing up for an Ironman would give me that excuse to do that. And it would be okay to, to do it. Um, but I, I, I get it and I don't get it in, in terms of Ironman. So 
yes. So those are the reasons why I did it. Maybe I wanted to be healthy. I wanted to uh, see if I could do it. Uh, I wanted to challenge myself. There's all kinds of these these things, um, and and so I don't really know why I you know I get caught up in these things and and I, it sounds like a good idea you know a year in, in advance and then when it actually comes time to do it you're like shit what now I actually have to do it. Um, I think also part of the reason I wanted to do it is because I didn't know when I signed up for this I didn't know anybody who had completed an Ironman. And so if you don't know one of those people, why not just be that person? And that would be cool. Uh, I fortunately now know. I mean, it's amazing. When you think about doing an Ironman, I signed up to do this thing. I didn't know anybody who'd ever done one. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I'd done triathlons, but to do, you know, I do, I do small triathlons. Um, and once you start talking about, yeah, I, I'm signing up for this and I got to figure it out. All of a sudden, everybody knows someone who's done one. And uh, my sister introduced me to a coworker. He gave me great advice. My brother has a, a friend who does them all the time. He gave me great advice. And you start to get you know, this knowledge. Everybody's willing to share information. And so when you take it outside of an Ironman, this is really just like signing up for any big challenge, is when you tell people what it is that you want to do and you commit to something, you're going to be able to do it. Uh, and everybody telling me right now, I can't believe you did this. This is the craziest thing. This is just so, you know, everyone's so impressed. And I don't get it. I, I get it and I don't get it. It's I'm in this really odd place right now. And I was talking to my wife about it. Um, and I don't really understand why people are so impressed at it. I mean, it is crazy to do all of this stuff in a day. And But once you do it and you realize it's doable, I guess maybe something in your head changes. Um, maybe it's part psychological for me where I don't want to take credit for something that you know I don't allow myself to take credit. I don't know. But I signed up for it and I just did it. And I feel like that's how most most of the people there uh, think about it, where it's it's in front of you. So you just do it. You know, you've got to swim 2.4 miles. So you get in the water and you just swim until you're finished. You have to bike 112 miles. All right. Well, you know what? Complaining about it's not going to get it done. So it's in front of you. So you just do it. And so I'm in this weird kind of dichotomy of is it impressive? Yeah, it's impressive. I'm very impressed with the people who do this all of the time. Because I don't want to do it all of the time. I just don't have the desire to do it. But there are people who commit to this. I didn't eat right for this race. I didn't train for the three weeks leading up to it. It's I feel like I sign up for these things and I, I do I actively try to do as little as possible to prepare for this and see if I could finish. Um, which is probably not it's not the best way to go about it. Um, but I did it and that that's it. So it's uh is it impressive? Yes, I suppose it's impressive. Um but it's also I'm aware of the fact that I am not, you know, this uber athlete, crazy, you know, healthy individual. And so when I know, you know, the secrets inside my head of the lack of training that I did, I mean, I did train. I did go on long runs and everything else. I, I don't want to you know, think that I just woke up and did this. Um, I did make significant changes to my lifestyle. I gave up booze for for over a year, uh, which will continue. Um I, I made better eating choices, but I was still snacking on chocolate and doing all this other stuff. So um, I could have done better. I, that's the way that I'll, I'll say it. I could have done better in my my training. And so when I know that I cut corners here and there, uh, it makes it a little less impressive for me. Um, but it also makes me tell people, when I tell anybody that they can do an Ironman, I, I truly believe it. And the people down at Ironman tell you that as well, that yes, anybody can do this. Uh, you just have to have the desire and the commitment, which are, you know, it's not like you could just buy those at a store. So, uh, but let's talk about the weekend. So the weekend, 
they have an operation, man. Iron Man has this operation uh, that is impressive. And Iron Man is expensive to do. Uh, it's like 600 bucks or something like that. And then you got to ship your bike and you got to fly and you got to get a hotel and all this other. Like when you think about all the ma- amount of money we spend on this crap, uh, it makes you really question your life decisions again. Um, but it, it's this operation to bring you through an experience. And that's really what you're paying for. Um, you start at the beginning, you check in and they give you your little backpack and it's great. And you're like, rah, 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 let's go. And you see all these other healthy people. And you, I got on a plane to fly to Panama City Beach, Florida, and uh, everybody was thin and healthy. It was amazing. I've never seen, like, you're just surrounded by these healthy people. So when you get there, you already know that this is where you, you want to be around these people. Okay, because these people are making just really good life decisions and you know that they're they just look happy and they they glow and they're drinking all this water and you know that they're just, you know, they eat kale salad and they do all this stuff and that's that's good for them. So that's great. So you want to be around these people. And you check in, you get your bag and you do all the stuff and they give you this little weekend agenda of all this stuff going on and um, they have this big welcome dinner with these motivational speeches. You know, one guy got up uh um to tell, talk about his experience and his journey to Ironman. Um, he had uh, both of his legs amputated. It's amazing that he does, and this is not his first Ironman, he does multiple. Um, a woman who was adopted from Vietnam during the war uh, has come back, uh, and she does Ironman. She was talking about her experience, and it's, it's just a very impressive thing. And they talk about all the people from around the world. I'm sitting at this dinner. Uh, next to a person from Japan, a person from Brazil, Jacksonville, Florida, Jersey City, New Jersey, some place in Virginia. And you've got all these people just talking about, you know, yes, it's my first one. No, it's not. I mean, I think there were 500 people. This was their first Ironman. Um, and so there were a lot of us, a lot of us there. And everybody just kind of talks and smiles and says you can do it. And it's a great experience. And everybody is just committed to doing it. Going down to the Ironman, I did not think that I was going to finish this race. The weeks leading, the three weeks leading up to it, I, I had to travel. I was in Ireland. I was in D.C. I couldn't train. Um, when you travel, you don't eat right. I was trying to eat right. I couldn't do it. So the anxiety of this thing looming over me made me think that, you know, this is just, this is a mistake, right? And I had tried for a year to train and everything. The only reason I did it was because I wanted to try it. And if I could finish it, then I wouldn't have to try it again. And I didn't want to check out. And um, I had actually decided a long time ago that I wasn't going to do it. Uh, my wife talked me back into it, and my buddy Larry, who I'll talk about in a little bit, who did the race with me, he talked me back into it, and I'm glad that they did. And so uh, I say that because after the dinner, I walked out of that welcome dinner, and I knew I was going to finish the race. And uh, it, it's this weird thing where you just know that you're like, okay, this is what's going to happen, and I just have, you know, I have a, a, a big slog ahead of me, and this is what's going. This is going to be my day. This is my. These are my life choices. I made these choices, and this is what's going to happen. And so then you move on to the to the next day, and you drop some stuff off, and you do whatever, and then you get ready for the race. One thing about the race, they have volunteers helping you with everything, and the good people of Panama City Beach, Florida, are phenomenal human beings. Uh, everyone was there for like 12 hours, volunteering, handing us bags, taking our bikes, doing stuff, giving us food. Uh, they were just, everyone had a big smile on their face. I did not meet, even the Uber drivers back and forth to the race, I did not meet a single person in Panama City Beach that I did not like, which is amazing for me because I am very good at finding people I don't like. 
Um, and everybody was just so welcoming, so friendly. Uh, Panama City Beach was whacked with a hurricane a year ago, and they were st- they're were they still rebuilding. Uh, but everybody there was, was fantastic. So you get there, um, 5 o'clock in the morning, you check in, you get ready to do your race. Um, you walk in, you make sure your bike is still there, and your bike has uh, air in the tires, and, and you're grab some food and you drink some water and you, you've got all these bags for your bike ride and your running and all that stuff and everything is just kind of organized which i love the weather was 40 freaking degrees which was not nice so we were itching to get into the water which was about like 70 degrees and uh and then it just goes they shoot a cannon and you just start going um i got in the water around 7 10 in the morning water was calm and excellent you swim a half mile into the gulf of mexico you make a left you go a tenth of a mile, you make a left, and you swim a half mile back, and then you do it again. Uh, the first lap takes about 45 minutes. Second lap, uh, about the same, maybe a little longer. Um, and that was for me. Some people do it faster. A lot of people do it faster. Uh, some people do it slower. Uh, then you run out of the water after you just ran. You swam 2.4 miles, and you go rah, rah, rah. I saw horseshoe crabs and jellyfish and all kinds of stuff. You've got people to rip off your wetsuit. They hand you a bag with your bike helmet and your shoes and all that stuff. And you go and hop onto your your bike and you just start going for 112 miles. Break areas every 10 to 15 miles. So you could stop. You got porta potties, drinks, bananas. A note on that don't go ever near a porta potty near a triathlon. Um, There is nothing sexy about doing an Ironman. I want you to know that. And there is. Definitely nothing sexy about an Ironman athlete near a porta potty. Uh, I'm not going to go really into the details, but it is foul and disgusting what is in those porta potties uh, based on you know everything that the athlete eats throughout the day. I mean, you're burning like 10,000 calories in the day, so you're eating all kinds of goos and all. It's disgusting. It is absolutely disgusting. Um, but thank God that they are there. Otherwise. Uh, You'd have you'd have situations, problems, and situations on bikes and runs. Uh, most people do the bike in five or six hours. Um, I hate biking. I absolutely hate it. I think it's one of the worst things on the planet. Um, so it took me seven and a half, which is kind of ironic that it takes you longer to do something you hate. Um, but you have to take your time. Um, I didn't want to crap out my legs for the run, uh, so you did it and. Um, you know, you're almost at tears of joy when you finish this seven and a half hour bike ride through the sun. Um, and then a volunteer takes your bike, they hand you another bag, you put on your running shoes and you start running and you just go for 26 miles. And there are people who are walking on it, uh, some people running. There are people cheering everywhere throughout. I had uh, these two women with these big inflatable hands who were smacking everybody's ass as they went by. Uh, people in dinosaur outfits and unicorn outfits and uh, it's just very cool. And every mile they've got food and drinks and everything for you to, to help you get through. And then you run through this big chute where they just scream out your name and tell you that you are an Iron Man and everybody's there slapping your hand. And, uh, and it's, uh, it's quite, quite, quite the experience. Um, many people cry. Uh, I did not. I'm surprised I didn't, to be honest. Um, but it is a big emotional thing to do your first Ironman and and complete it. So uh, I learned a lot. And since you're on your bike for seven and a half freaking hours, you get to think about what you're learning in the moment. When you're running for 26.2 miles, four and a half hours, you get to think about what you're learning. Um, 
Because if you're not thinking about what you're learning, you're thinking about how miserable you are while you're doing it and how much pain you're in. So you got to think about these different things. And so my learnings from doing an Ironman, and this is what's going to take me, and I'm going to bring this into my coaching practice and and, and really share this with a, a lot of my clients. Um, number one, it takes a ton of work. Uh, anybody can do it. You need two things, commitment and desire. And that is is the same beyond Ironman. Okay, anything you want to do a, a business, you want to start your own business, it takes commitment, it takes desire, it takes full commitment and desire to do it. Um, that's it. Okay, anybody can do an Ironman. There were people doing it with no legs. There are people who are like 250, 300 pounds doing this, and it wasn't their first. Okay, everyone is different. Everyone is doing different times, but everyone was able to do it and make the attempt, and that was it. Uh, regardless of what other people would think about your capability. What happened, and that brings me to the second learning, this is a mental event. So yes, it's a physical exertion, but in order to finish a 14-hour event or a 12-hour event, 10-hour event, however long it takes you, it takes mental fortitude. And when I say mental fortitude, it's not just taking your mind somewhere else so you're not focused on the pain. It takes a belief in yourself that you are able to do it. And there is this mental aspect. And I'm trying to think about what separates people you know, who can do it versus people who won't try it. And outside of the desire, fine, you don't have to desire to do it. But when I, there, the, the difference between, you know, can I do it, can I can is really, you know, do you believe that you can do it? And are you going to focus on doing it? And are you going to prepare to do it? That's it. There's really nothing else that changes uh, when you separate the people who can and can't. Uh, is just really the desire to do it and, and the belief in yourself that you can do it. When you think about all the other people doing the race, it's very easy to get caught up. And how quickly that person blows by you. There was this lady who went past me on the bike. She was 76 years old because they write your age on the back thing. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. 76-year-old woman was beating me on the bike. I think I eventually caught her. But still, like that's kind of a psychological you know, mind jack. Uh, and it's difficult to say, you know what? All right, well, I'm going at my pace. This is my pace. And this is what I do. And this is, you know, this is what's important for me. And you've got to stay in your lane. And you have to, you know, I'm going at a slower pace because I wanted to do what I needed to do to finish. I wanted to make sure that I could run during the marathon. Uh, your legs can quit on you and there's all kinds of stuff. Um, and so that's that. So it's a mental event, figuring out a belief in yourself that you can do it. And it's the same for anything else where, you know, you're launching a business and there's other people launching their business and, and they're making more progress. But that's their progress and where they are at that moment. Right. That 76 year old lady who passed me on the bike. This was like her 30th Ironman. She does it all the time. Okay, and that's fine. I didn't know that until afterwards. And it's irrelevant because that's her race versus mine. And then finally, another thing I learned was philosophically. Um, I was speaking to my wife about it, how this isn't this isn't a top. My wife said my wife said to me, she said, this isn't a top. It's part of an evolution. When people talk about doing an Ironman, this isn't your end goal. Uh, an Ironman is one step and part of a like one cog in a bigger wheel. It's part of an evolution, and it just becomes a part of who you are. So I did an Ironman, but now I'm ready for doing something else. And it's not that I've stopped. Like we set these crazy goals, but they aren't the top. And that's when you realize that doing an Ironman isn't you know your end. You haven't peaked. That's exciting, and that's my favorite learning that what I learned about this. I remember back. I never had a desire to do an Ironman five years ago. My brother-in-law, Pete, asked me to do a half marathon. He was doing a 13-mile run. I was like, yeah, screw it. I'll do it. 
And it was like two weeks out, and I just kind of trained a little bit to do it. And I finished it. My legs were killing me. I looked at my brother at the end of it. I'm like, this is this is the stupidest thing I've ever done in my life. I'm never doing this again. Um, and then you go a week later, and you sign up for the next one, and then that's it. Uh, and then I did a sprint triathlon. I loved it. And then I turned into a, uh, an Olympic triathlon, which is a half of a half Ironman, uh, a quarter of an Ironman. Uh, the New York City Triathlon. I did that. It was great. I did it. And all of these hurt. Uh, eventually, I signed up for a half Ironman, uh, which is half of what I just did this weekend. That was a mistake, right? I, I said that one was a mistake. But when you think about it, it was naturally a progression to wh- to another thing. And I just evolved into this next thing of what I was actually capable of. And I didn't think I was capable of doing an Ironman five years. If you told me I was going to do it, after my first sprint triathlon, it's a little tiny short. It's got a 5K run. It's a like a 10-mile bike and um, like a 500-meter swim. I don't know. It's short. Uh, if you told me that I was going to do an Ironman, I would have told you you were out of your freaking mind. And I thought these people were crazy. The fact that I finished a half Ironman and it was that there was something in front of me that said I could do an Ironman shows that I have progressed in this different way. And I would never have known it in the moment that this was part of my journey. But this became part of my journey. So when I, like I said before, when I get bored, I find something stupid to distract me. Um, I did Tough Mudders years ago. Uh, and then this, so I got to give you a note on my buddy Larry. I signed up to do a half Ironman last year. And I said, who wants to join me? And it's usually like my way to brag of saying, look how crazy I am. Ha, 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 ha. And Larry's like, put up his hand. And he said, yep, that's me. I'm going to do it. Uh, Larry didn't know how to swim and he didn't own a bike. And so a note on Larry. Larry is a psycho. Larry is one of my best friends. And he is a psycho. And he signed up for a half Ironman triathlon, and he didn't know how to swim. And if you don't have a Larry in your life, I'm going to suggest to everyone, get a Larry in your life. They are the people that will challenge you and make you the best that you can be because they don't say no. And when you talk about commitment, they fully commit. And they just rock shit out. They figure it out. This guy didn't know how to swim, didn't own a bike, and he did a half Ironman and beat me in the half Ironman. I've never beaten him in a half Ironman. And at the end of doing the half Ironman, he looked at me and he said, all right, I guess we're going to do a full. And that's so I would not have signed up for it if Larry didn't push me to do a full Ironman. So he's I mean, ultimately, I guess Larry is the reason I did it is because I didn't want to tell Larry. No, if Larry says yes, you have to do it. So uh, if you don't have a Larry in your life, get a Larry in your life. He's uh, an incredible human being and he's what pushed me to do this. But it's it's amazing of what we can what we can do with our bodies, what we can do with our minds if we commit to it, and it's just a progression into something else. This is one stop. Then Iron Man is one stop onto something bigger, and that's exciting for me. And I don't know what that is for me. Uh, you know, eventually I'll just figure it out, and you know, you just kind of it, it evolves, and you could set these goals and everything else, and you reach these goals, but then there's another goal, and it may not be this physical challenge. Like, I'm not going to do this ultra Ironman, some like double Ironman in one weekend, or any kind of crazy stuff like that. Uh, Larry told me that there is a marathon where you bring a burrow through a mountain. That maybe that I maybe I'll do that. Who knows? Um, but it's not necessarily a physical challenge. It's a mental challenge. And what are you doing to challenge yourself mentally? And that's what I think Iron Man, the big learning for me, was that the mental challenge, there was something that uh, another coach that I speak to all of the time, we, we got to breakfast quite a bit. He claims it's a Buddhist principle. I don't know if it is, but he says something, and, and I was thinking about this during the race, when you are painting a fence, just paint the fence. And that's how an Iron Man needs to be accomplished. When you're swimming, focus on the swim, 
Don't think about a bike. Don't think about a run. When you're when you're on the bike, focus on the fact that you're just riding a bike and think about the run when you get to the run. And that is the mental fortitude that you need for whatever it is that you're doing besides an Ironman. Is when you're focused on one task, focus on it. And then recognize that there's a bigger picture. It's part of a bigger picture. But when you're accomplishing a task, focus on that task. And that is the big learning for me. And that is the big belief for me. And that is how you can get something done. Whatever it is that you want to get done, it is an evolution of you. It is an evolution of your learning. It is an evolution of your capability. And to challenge yourselves, yes, this is a physical commitment. And Ironman is a physical commitment. Most importantly, and the thing that you really take away besides the physical pain, is the mental fortitude to do something else. And that's what's great. And that's what that's what got me so excited about doing an Ironman. So Ironman is a good gig. Full of motivation. You're surrounded by good people who believe in themselves. You're surrounded by people who want to challenge themselves. These are good people uh, to surround yourself with. And yes, it's psychotic. Uh, and I have major respect for all of the people who do our multiple Ironmans on a regular basis, these people who train and keep elevated and their lifestyle supports their ability to do this, uh, whether it's their second or first or their 50th, it is an impressive group of people. Um, and that's that's just fantastic. So what I'll leave you with is if you want to do an Ironman, I encourage you to do it. Um, it's, it's, you know, it's a challenge. It's a commitment. It's a lot of time to commit to it. It becomes your life. Uh, your family has to be on board. Um, I can't believe I'm 30 minutes into it. My wife, will, well, she won't kill me for doing it, but I would not have been able to do this if my wife didn't say, yep, I'll give you a year to do it. I will take the, our daughter every weekend so you can train. Uh, she was the one who supported and gave me the availability to do it because there's so much time to training. I couldn't have done it without that support. So there is, you find the support that you need in order to do it and you commit and you can, you can really do anything. It's the same, whether it's a race or a business or, uh, whatever else it is that you want to try to do for, for your life. So I would encourage you to sign up for a new challenge, whatever that is, push yourself, uh, if you don't think you could do it, you will be surprised with yourself uh, of what we are actually capable of. And that's that's the great thing. So thank you for listening this week. Uh, I'll go back to the normal coaching stuff next week. But uh, I'm happy to report that I survived an Ironman. I'm still healing. Uh, but um, if anybody's interested in doing an Ironman or you want advice for your first one, I'm always happy to give that. So please feel free to reach out and uh, find us at an event on bellwetherhub.com. Uh, I'm loading those up. We're doing some half Ironmans next year and some other triathlons and, and running events next year. So uh, please join us. We are all amateurs, uh, but it's a good way to to meet other people. So thank you for listening, and I will see you next time. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening. Now, do something for yourself. Bellwether is much more than just a podcast. Join us at bellwetherhub.com, where you can read riveting articles, view upcoming events, and connect with other interesting people. I look forward to seeing you out there soon. <laughs>